Joanne Ozug, and you are listening to The Road to Carnivore, episode 17. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the concept of letting go of food with freedom. I recently gave a talk about this on my Instagram stories and got many messages requesting that I work this into a podcast episode and expand upon it. And I realized it's probably a great time to do this episode at this point in the series because I've talked a lot about the idea of freedom in the podcast, the idea that you are an adult and you are allowed to eat whatever you want. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be in control of your weight. You don't have to eat in a way that reduces your odds of a heart attack. You don't have to restrict yourself. You have the freedom to eat whatever you want. You may have health problems as a result, but that's still your choice to make. I sprinkle this sentiment all throughout the podcast, and it's for a very important reason. Having a deep sense of freedom with my food has been the only way that I've been able to keep doing carnivore long-term. So I'll start by telling you what I shared on my Instagram. I intentionally chose to deviate from carnivore for Christmas this past year, and it was a very eye-opening, huge moment in my carnivore journey. When I decided to try carnivore a year and a half ago, It was a very sudden, spontaneous decision. I never expected or even thought about it as something I might do for the rest of my life. I was just searching for a way to get my digestive bleeding to stop. I came across a video on carnivore, and on a whim, I decided to try it. And the healing and the health that carnivore gave me were so incredible that it made me want to continue. And little by little, I began working on letting go of my attachment to food. Over time, there naturally came to be a smaller and smaller list of occasions that I considered special enough for deviating from carnivore. My first Halloween as a carnivore, I was just a couple months in, and I had candy that day. I couldn't imagine not having candy on Halloween, no matter what diet I was following. Then this past Halloween in 2021, my second Halloween as a carnivore, I did not have candy. I stayed fully carnivore because I realized that trashy candy was no longer good enough to warrant the consequences. It was no longer worth it. The package deal wasn't appealing enough. I was just as free to eat Halloween candy this year as last year or any year of my life. But it was like, wait, it's not even good chocolate that I'm suffering for. Cheap preservative-filled candy bars are not worth bothering with. And I noticed that the longer I did carnivore, I kept letting go of these special occasions one occasion at a time. I stopped eating candy on Halloween. I stopped eating cake on my birthday. I stopped eating pie on Thanksgiving. And I stopped all of these things not by force or because I had to, but from an honest but neutral evaluation of what each experience actually was. And occasion after occasion, I would get this feeling like, this isn't fun anymore. The costs are too great. And after a year and a half as a carnivore, really only two holidays remained as special enough occasions to plan to deviate, Thanksgiving and Christmas. These are traditional family holidays when I usually have family flying in from far away, and we have many nostalgic food-related traditions. And this year's Christmas, per usual, I had a ton of family flying across the country to stay with us, and I had decided in advance that I would make cookies, hot chocolate, puff pastry, wrapped brie, and that I would deviate and really enjoy these things too. I did deviate, but I did not enjoy it. It was absolutely horrible. And it hit me after Christmas that there is no holiday special enough to deviate from carnivore anymore. I had a big mix of feelings about that. One of those feelings being sadness. 
because I realized that the nostalgia was far better than the reality. The gingerbread houses and Christmas cookies and foods of Christmas are so romanticized. The idea of it all is so wonderful and nostalgic. But in reality, I realized that eating non-carnivore food at this point is exhausting and painful. I really want to emphasize here that from a health and personal choice perspective, I have no problem with the idea of deviating from carnivore for Christmas every year. This shouldn't shock you based on how I speak on this podcast. I always say we all have the freedom to decide based on our personal values. And this is different from what other proponents of carnivore teach in this space. While I totally understand the idea of treating carb addiction like alcoholism and never ever eating a bite of carbs again, if I tell myself that I can never eat Christmas cookies again with my son, it makes me incredibly rebellious. I figured out early on that I have to feel a sense of freedom with what I'm doing. And for me, this part of my Christmas past is something I wanted to keep all things equal. But I knew on December 26, 2021, that it actually isn't what I want anymore. I was absolutely wiped out physically, mentally, and emotionally from several days of foods that were supposed to be fun, but I spent most of those days in great physical pain that followed me into each night and woke me up with hot flashes and acid reflux. And as I sat in that moment of reflection, I just knew that I don't want to plan to eat non-carnivore foods anymore, not even on Christmas. And I say that from a place where I truly feel in my bones that I am completely free to eat anything I want whenever I want. I can eat all the cookies on Christmas, drink all the hot chocolate. I can do everything again next year and I could do it tomorrow. And this sense of free choice in my journey, being aware of what the experience actually is and what the trade-offs are, is what has allowed me to freely let go of those foods one holiday at a time and really what helps me keep doing carnivore for the long haul. I was going through my journal the other day, and there was one time when I decided that I would have two bites of the pizza that I made with my kids. We were trying something new, and I was genuinely curious to taste it. And this was at a point in my carnivore journey where I was able to do something like that and stay in control by preparing myself mentally for the lizard brain's desire to eat more and the dopamine response. And my gums were in absolute agony about an hour after those two bites of pizza, and they throbbed in pain the rest of the day. And I knew it was the tomato sauce. Those dang nightshades always kill my gums. And this is yet another example of an honest but neutral evaluation of what the experience is. I can have pizza whenever I want, but I'm going to experience some significant gum pain as a result. And people always ask me, they say, well, can't you just get used to it again? You used to eat tomatoes all the time and you didn't get that gum pain afterward. And this is true. I did not get the acute intense pain after a meal with tomato sauce before. I never noticed that. But I also had chronic gum problems and diagnosed gum disease. I would never have noticed a reaction from a meal because my gums were unhealthy all the time. I had chronic bleeding and major gum recession that I could never seem to fix despite my vigorous type A dental hygiene. This is what I mean when I talk about carnivore changing your baseline of health. You don't notice what foods are causing you harm because you're eating them all the time and they're affecting you. This is why elimination diets are so illuminating because when you take the problem foods away, your body gets a chance to heal and you have a different daily experience of health. 
The undercurrent to the stories I've shared with you in this episode is that the whole reason why I don't want to plan to eat non-carnivore foods anymore is because the experience of carnivore is that much better. The health and vitality and freedom that I get from carnivore is so incredible, so wonderful, that the desire to deviate from that experience has slowly drifted away. And I've been surprised to see this happen even with Christmas. But that is apparently the free choice that I want to make and what I've landed on after a year and a half of practicing this process of evaluating the experience honestly. All of this said, this doesn't mean that I will never ever eat non-carnivore foods again. If I ever get to go to Greece, I might have some baklava, but I won't necessarily be looking for it. And you bet I will take a few moments to walk through that package deal process that I share in episode 15. Because I don't necessarily want to feel like crap during vacation for any run-of-the-mill curbside baklava. Carnivore is one of the best things that has ever happened to me. And what's really interesting is that sometimes I share things like the pizza story, and people will respond with the sentiment like being healthy ruins everything. Oh, wow, you can't even enjoy a couple bites of pizza. That's so sad. <laughs> and gosh, I find that response so fascinating. I think this whole sentiment of being healthy ruining those moments, I think anyone saying that doesn't really know what the experience of being healthy is actually like. I never did until carnivore. I grew up eating junk food, so I certainly didn't know until carnivore healed my body. And now I will always say that the experience of being healthy is so glorious in and of itself that it's worth passing on the modern foods that we're surrounded by. Every time you deviate from carnivore or have something sugary and unhealthy, really be aware of what the actual experience is and if it's really that good. A lot of times we think the experience of eating junk food is better than it is because it's usually restricted in our minds or maybe it's romanticized like Christmas. But when you look at it from that neutral but honest evaluation with freedom, you might also come to realize that the costs for doing so are pretty high and the experience itself, those five minutes, aren't that great. Health is better. And as someone who really loved food, I'm not sure I will ever not be a little surprised to hear myself saying this. The experience of carnivore is better than cookies, cake, and pizza. And while I can eat all of those things, I can't eat those things and have the moment-to-moment -moment daily gift of health and vitality that I get from not eating them. There are two very important caveats that I will end this episode on. And the first is, to get to this place of having noticeably negative consequences from eating non-carnivore foods, you need to do carnivore long enough to change your baseline of health. I did it for a couple months, but 30 days is considered the minimum standard for any elimination diet to notice the health differences. And then you can experience how painful it is to eat junk food. You can notice that eating tomatoes hurts your gums and you can start honestly evaluating the experience. And lastly, I want to acknowledge that this might not be the right solution for everyone. If it works better for you to just stay away from the non-carnivore foods forever, to treat it like alcoholism and to never take one bite, that is great. By all means, please do that. But I know from experience that that strategy doesn't work for me. And to be clear, I am not a moderator but I need to feel like I'm at least allowed to have all the foods that everyone else is having. And I totally do. I've just learned over time that when I have junk food, the experience generally comes up lacking. And I realize that I would rather have health and I can't have both at the same time. 
Thanks for listening to The Road to Carnivore. If you found this podcast to be thought-provoking or valuable, please share it with someone who might be interested to hear this information. Maybe someone who hasn't been able to figure out their health problems or might want to hear a different side of the story when it comes to food. I'll see you next time.